Welcome back to HBO Girls Rewatch. I'm Amelia. And I'm Evan. And we're about to have the times of our lives. Yes, we are. Uh, it's so great to be back. Happy Tuesday. If you listen the day it's released, work. <laughs> and if you don't, happy whatever day of the week it is. I love that. <laughs> I feel bad for saying that. Um, okay, so we are already on episode five of season one. No, we're powering through this. This is crazy. I feel like it's going too fast. Like, it's like, should we be... Let's slow it down. Should one episode be one whole season? No, exactly. <laughs> we're doing There's it so for much 62 to say. years. Wait, what show will you do after this? Is it too early for me to talk? <laughs> okay, and no, if you okay. guys are hearing the voice, like, don't worry about it. We'll bring it up in a second. No, we love it. Um... No, I know. I, we've actually thought about this. I think our initial impulse is Broad City, or we just talk about girls until we die. We just rewatch it all over yeah, again. Yeah, we'll just keep rewatching it. What did the Gilmore girl, Gilmore guys do? Well, they stopped in season three because there's so many episodes of that show. Oh, they gave up? <laughs> they quit. They did for five years, and somehow they only go through. through Wait, no, it's that true. This is me. No, they're still releasing today. They're quitters. But there's a whole new. It's a no girl. So it's a guy and the two the two guys. One of them is now gone, and now it's a guy and a girl. Wait, am I in this conversation? I, you can be whoever you want to be. Wait, am I we in can't yet? label okay, you. Okay, no. Okay, let's let's me. do today's synopsis and introduce our guests. Okay, we're, sorry, we're having too much fun already. Okay, a little synopsis of this little crazy episode. It's called synopsis. Heart no. <laughs> <laughs> so last week it was Hannah's diary. This week it's hard being easy. Okay, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do the synopsis or shall I? We can do it in tandem. Okay, so basically in this episode, it follows right after the end of Hannah's Diary where the episode ends with Charlie reading a Hannah's Diary on stage as a song. Yeah, exactly. And it's basically about how Marnie doesn't love him anymore. And yeah, so now our first scene of this episode is Charlie, Marnie, and Hannah all in one room. And then Hannah is being forced to read the passages from her journal to Charlie and Marnie, and Charlie absolutely freaking the hell out and storming out of there. And then Marnie is kind of mad at Hannah for having a diary that said those things, but she's mainly scared about losing Charlie because she's not ready to break up with him. So she's doing everything in her power to get Charlie to forgive her. And then Jessa has never been broken up with except for this one British dude who comes to town who now has a girlfriend. And Jessa is like pissed the hell off. And she's like, I'm going to get him to have sex with me. And she does. And she's like, yeah, nobody nobody can play me. Yeah, Shoshana's barely in this episode, really. But one she, key amazing scene. One key amazing scene is she watches her cousin have sex with her ex, which is cool. She kind of hides in her closet. No worries at all. <laughs> And then... So, yeah, we look at Hannah's arc from here. So, Hannah has two crazy cool sexual partners. And by that, I mean one, two bad experiences. Um, she is talking about fucking her boss to Jessa and then actually soliciting sex with her boss. And her boss, who has been sexually assaulting her, uh, laughs us off. Is like, that's never what this was about. And then Hannah freaking the fuck out and be like, I could see you. I, I'm going to... I want to extort you. And then going to Adam in tandem where um, Adam is being like, well, I, I didn't really think that we were actually doing anything. I thought that's what we talked about. Yeah, last Adam was week. like, I thought we broke up. And Hannah was like, I thought you kissed me and now we're together. Exactly. And then as Hannah's leaving the door, she's so upset. Um, we cut to Adam having a really good time by himself um, thinking about Hannah. And they kind of are getting back together, it looks like. 
And I'd say that's going to go ahead and be a pretty thorough synopsis of Hard Being Easy. Well, and we also, Marnie and Charlie in this as well, we're going to cut to their scene where Marnie is going back to Charlie. And after they did have this somewhat of a breakup, Marnie has to find Charlie's apartment for the first time and then beg for him to take her back. And then as Charlie finally accepts her, she's like, actually, I don't want to do this at all. Totally. And then that's kind of what these girls were up to this crazy How do you think episode. we did? Wait, I was so anxious about giving <laughs> uh, Let's introduce our guest. This week joining <laughs> us. Amelia's fault. No, it was my fault. It's no. all our faults. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. This week we actually, so it's an honor and a privilege. You're our first T him guest. Wait, I feel really excited. A lot of pressure, actually. A lot of pressure. I've never been the first to him anything. <laughs> um, Connor Janda is joining us today. Comedian, also another podcast host, host of Boys Club. Ever heard of it? It was solid in Vulture this instructor. week. Also a solid core instructor. If you want to know about doing core work on a doctor device, reach out. Welcome, Connor. I'm so excited to be here. You made Rachel Koster give the synopsis, and I was like actually legitimately anxious because well, it's hard. There was yeah. a hard episode to give a synopsis of. It's a yeah. weird episode. There's no through line. I know. The through line, I think, is emotional warfare. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, this was kind of vignettes of emotional warfare. Yeah. Vignettes of emotional warfare. Wait, actually, yes. No, I agree with that. I mean, how do we start? Do we can we jump to the end? <laughs> we can jump all around. It's like around. we're pretty sure most people listening like are just like, oh yeah, I remember that episode, but they're not. Yeah, freaking out. They're not freaking out. So we can start off with a segment, or we can just talk for a second. Whatever here. you guys want. Wait, what were you doing in 2012? Did you watch it when it originally came out? Okay, so when I was when it originally came out, I watched it and I thought it was really funny. And then when it got sad, I was like, this is supposed to be funny. I was like, I'm sorry if this is a comedy. And then I kind of pieced out Girl Scout. But I watched it, I think, like everybody in the sense that like a few episodes of season one where I was like, oh, great. One day I'll move to New York and be gay. Totally. Mm. Weren't you in some random state? I was in um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. When this came out. Well, I was a senior Random in state of mind. I know. I remember my mom was like, Connor, you would like this. And I was like, she's calling me a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> You're a faggot. Let's go. Um, yeah, I like loved it. I loved Jessa and I loved Shoshana. And then when I watch it back, I'm like, I, I was young. I was so young. It's true. It really is true. It's like they're so tangible and like they have such like quirky mannerisms. It's so easy to love them at a young age when you don't fully understand. Paul. Sometimes you yeah. grow up and you're like, Hannah had a lot more going on. I know. Well, I just, I was thinking this, like, I think we're all little Hannah. Absolutely. Have people said this before? I don't no, know if it's original. It, it, I mean, people are saying this, but I think it's the whole zeitgeist. I think we're all having a reckoning right now where we're all like, maybe we were all, all Hannahs all along. Which I actually, think, really quick, brings us to our first segment. Oh, my God. Girl, what girl are you? Okay, I think, I've been told that I'm like Shoshana. And I think that I am in the sense that I have anxiety and sometimes talk like her. And and in the fact that I spent a long time, I used to work in marketing, which I think you did too. Didn't you work in marketing for a while? Yeah, of course. And I also did. I, okay, so we all worked <laughs> in marketing. So we, at one point we were all, all three of us, we were climbing a corporate ladder. And right now it is, it's 1.39 on a Friday and we're sitting here recording a podcast. So like, I, I think we have jumped from the corporate ladder a little bit. <laughs> I would definitely peg you as a Shoshana because well, you tell exactly. stories kind of in um like as if like you're running out of time. <laughs> Well, Which I think is so show. Sure. Right. Too that they make in this show where it's like 
All three of the other girls live in Brooklyn, and then Shoshana is the only one that lives in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I which I did think kind of lives. With, I obviously thought that was cool in 2012. Yeah, but now I'm like, what are you doing in Olita? You've got to get out of there. Get that girl <laughs> to the Bedford L stop. Yeah, get her away from Delancey Essex. It's not. There's nothing. It's not. Been gonna, That's not for her. I know. Yeah. Okay, so I originally thought I was just, well, I actually thought I was Jessa mm-hmm. at one point, but then I had gained uh, like a one percent self awareness. I was like, okay, I'm not. It's I think cool we that it's cool her. that you were like, I I think I'm Jessa. I don't think, and you said this. We you said this off pod. Sorry, off pod. I hadn't pressed record yet. We don't know. I like, we don't know Jessa. Like we don't. She's more of an idea more than any of these girls. Yeah, because I even her. Okay, she was walking down the street and she's got a bun on her head. And she's where? What did? What, what do? I don't think we say kimono anymore. What do we call kimono? She's wearing a. a no, you are right. I guess it's technically a kimono. An international robe. An international. Robe. And <laughs> she's got these dangly earrings, and I'm like, who? We don't. I don't even know people that dress like that. And then I don't know. I don't think we know anyone that like fits the dress bill. And then later, like when she's getting married at like 24, and she lives in New York, it's like, who is this person? I know a lot of people that are 24 in New York. None of them are married. That's like kind of the whole thing about being in New York is that you're actually unmarried. Well, I think the people that are Jessa today are wearing like micro mini skirts or like they're they're in something like avant garde. And avant garde of 2012 is just something so different than avant garde in yeah. the modern era. So I think there are people that dress like her in the sense that it's like. They are being whimsy and have like strong senses of style. And I think the real allure with Jessa is that she is um, too much herself. Wait, I think I know two Jessas. Yeah. And they're both roommates of people that you know. So I need to cut this. Maybe too nitty gritty. Well, we want to know. (laughs) Okay. James Wentz roommate Erin. James James Wentz roommate Oh, it works for JBL. She's Jessa. JBS? She's Jessa. I see her on the train sometimes, and she's kind of like Jessa. I've been dying to meet her. She, you Wait, have. I've been her. hearing a lot about Aaron. You've got to meet Aaron. You've got to have James on the podcast. I feel like he <laughs> loves both girls. Of them, actually. Yeah, get both of them and be like, we heard you were the, the only Jessa in Brooklyn, other than the other one. And Jesse Ballard's roommate Kenzie is Jessa. Have you mm-hmm. met Kenzie? No. She always has a cat eye and doesn't care. Oh, that's actually oh, that's Jessa's yeah. all. That, yeah. Okay, so that's a jurisdiction. I feel like I was at a show last night where every single person would have been Jessica because they're all like short haircuts wearing something made out of like fake fur and like being so Bushwick. It's so cool when you go to a Bushwick event and you're like, oh my God, they're all – because it's like you think they're so different, but when they're together, they're they're all the same. Well, exactly. I think their appeal is so um, exterior that you think they're going to be such, like, interesting people. But the problem with it is is it's not – just as the only person where externally and internally it matches so well with the aesthetic. Okay, what do you think Jessa wants? (laughs) Totally. Because that's where I can't – and you said this also off pod, but that, like – to be a comedian is to want something so publicly – so yeah. clearly to pursue something. <sighs> I think she, she wants the opposite. Yeah. That's she what wants I, we, to not pursue. So I think she wants like to love. I think she wants to be loved. Oh. I think her whole thing. It's back to her dad. I, I think it goes, all, it, it goes all back to her dad. And it's like she's like this rich, privileged girl that was always told, like, just be a girl, like, just be a wife. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm not really going to do anything else. But I also, like, am so bored of these men that I'm meeting. And it's, like, I don't really know who I am outside of being, um, like, 
celebrated by the male gaze. Yeah. So I think her whole deal is like her wanting to feel empowered, but all like she wants to be loved, but she doesn't want to be disempowered by love. Yeah. So she wants to be able to control it, which prevents her from actually like letting herself date guys she actually thinks is cool. Right. You know? I, I think one second and it's like for people when they first meet Amelia, they don't know how smart she is. But did you hear how insightful that was? It was re- <laughs> no, that was I really cool to watch that. Oh, thank you. I knew. You I guys knew that don't always expect it. And it's so cool for her to prove it. Okay. Also, and in this, because this episode especially, like where she is, like she fucks this guy's life up. Like she, so does Marnie. They she ruins do. the guy's life. But so, such different contexts. Yeah. And she, to preserve... No one knows that she was disrespected by this guy except for her. So she fucks his life up to fix her own perception of self or to like protect her own perception of self. It was like to fix her own perception of self because Shoshana's just in the corner like, I'm scandalized. And Jessa is like, oh my God, I feel so good now because I showed him that he can't hurt me. I will not be smoted. I'm unsmoteable, which I Googled. Which I yeah, I, I googled the same thing. I was like, "What?" She Wait, was what like, does it I mean? I think it means that you just like won't be dinged, disrespected, right? Yeah, is it tough? Does anything to do with like fire? Like you can't smother it. Yeah, like an unsmotherable fi- Greek fire. I don't almost. know, but yes, and a yes, and I think yeah. I think why not? I think it's also a fake word they kind of made up. So like, yeah. Yeah, I can only find roots. <laughs> yeah, we like we put the pieces together. I think yeah. it's so funny you said she isn't a comedian because in that same exact passage you just quoted, she goes at the end of that because she's talking to Shoshana. She's like, "Hey, write that down." And like, that's the most. Every single comedian I've ever talked to, them, they're always saying, "Write that down." Write that down. Write that down. She lives her life like she is the main character of a book that someone is going to write. Like she read Edna St. Vincent Millay in college and oh, yeah. was like, this is me. And she very much lives as if she'll be studied in a century. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wait, girl, are so what girl are you? What girl are you? Oh, yeah. oh I forgot that we did that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll have, um, I'm going to have fun with a courageous choice. Um, Catherine Hahn. <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> no, literally. Why but, is she even in this episode, by the way? Like, well, wh- why is that few. man even in this episode? Oh, well, it's because we have to build up to the Bushwick episode. And we need star power. Fine. Okay, fine. And but we also- need to plant the seed that Catherine Hahn is like, is my husband trying to fuck the nanny? Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. This is a long haul. Okay, yeah. also, why do they need childcare? I'm sorry. Is that bad to say? That dad's always around. Like, he's always there. Well, he's I, talking to his friends. Well, it goes to, like, male... It's, like, it's so much of his, like, masculinity is tied into his independence, I believe. I think that's such a New York concept. Um, and that's why he can't stay home with his kids? He can't stay I mean, it's such a concept, period. Because he doesn't want to be seen as a stay-at-home dad where the wife's bringing in. That, my dad was a stay-at-home dad, and now I'm on this podcast so it goes to it goes to show you because it is kind of like this is great that you have a nanny but you seem to be around you actually hired yourself a friend yeah yeah i think the implication is he's looking for work he's oh. working like he's he's talking to his friends and that's him working. like in the great depression when they said that dads who lost their job would kind of just put on a suit in the morning and leave the house to kind of like yeah oh, and, and then they go to the soup kitchen and not eat yeah we're talking about <laughs> we both are like the american girl that's really dark. <laughs> That's our angle. That's Kit Kenny. Wait. Wait, what girl are you? KK Ridge. Uh, <laughs> no, what American no. girl were you? I'm Samantha, obviously. Wait, I 
I don't know. I don't know the. I don't, don't know the. It's the, okay not to know. It's that. not up to you. I don't know the series. And it's it's not important. I, I mean, it's important, but it's not important. Is there is there <laughs> one from like the Cold War or something? Are they all from the Cold War? I guess it'd be Molly from World War Two. Who loves to tap? Yeah, I'm Molly. Loves to tap. That's perfect. You should have okay. seen how big her eyes got. <laughs> Thank God we got it on video. The American Girl dolls raised me. They were my whole thing. When I got a catalog of the American Girl dolls, I would spend like weekends at my dad's just reading it slowly over and over over the course of 72 hours. <laughs> okay. I felt like honestly like a Jessa this week um, in a contact where it was like, I, um, so it's like now my third week of unemployment and remind me to call unemployment office. I called them seven times. I won't. They're not going to call you back. You have to find another way. No, I keep calling them. <laughs> They're they not going to call you back. I was like, they said call later. Well, I think this week it was just like me. Like I was just so like random core. Oh God. Why did I just say that? Um, I I just, so many like little random things I did this week and then like we'll continue to do the next few weeks. And it's like, I feel like that's so just to just like put little things together and build a life around it instead of having like one stable thing that you keep plugging forward or maybe she i'm actually i'm the- quite worried about evan because they're unemployed and instead of like <laughs> sleeping in and hanging out they're up at 6 a.m like going to the gym they're making like protein shakes and then to. they're going to like four coffee shops and to work and it's like what are you working on because the alternative know. would be you wake up at 11 and you're gonna wait this is never mind i'm not trying to shame no, people it's, i think it's okay that are unemployed and waking up at 11 but i feel like you have to build structure for yourself i'm learning things one like, has to i taught you, myself puppetry this week i got yeah. a, a styling gig i'm gonna do that's Im- and like this is the like gig a, economy no and i know I, it's i feel like a gig economy worker that's not making any money oh, but that's not the really? point I, I all my projects I'm doing are like for free because I'm just like a oh well I you could gotta, figure it you out. You gotta spend money to make money. I'm gonna I'm figuring Investing some projects out. There's some stuff on the way, which is exciting. That is Jessa. Do you remember? I think it's episode three. So you already did this one where she says the funny thing about a job is that every day you have to go no matter how you feel or something like that. Oh yeah, did that already happen? No, no, it was, you're right. It was like was the last episode. Yeah, that's what you're kind of describing with yourself right now. No, you're right. You have to do it. So I was famously sick all week, but I was still having to kind of do my job. I should have done it. It isn't fair. That's not right. And and Amelia, what what girl were you this week? Okay, so this week I'd identify as Shoshana because I was on bed rest, and of all four of those girls, I feel that girl. I feel that girl's always kind of in bed watching TV, and that's exactly what I did all week. She is because even in this, she wouldn't she leave her house because the well, I don't know what happened in episode four. Like I saw a while ago, but I did listen to the Rachel Costa episode where you do the small, medium, large baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also a, she's in a snuggie. In she's that in episode. a snuggie in the last episode, which reminds me. Of me this week. And then in this one, she's just like in her room. She's just in her room. It's like, Crazy. and you know, she's the type of NYU student that's like, I'm going to class and that's kind of the only place I'm going. I don't know. Snuggies for me are so weird because you're actually, right now, this is actually a storage container to couch we're sitting on. And under, in this couch there is a Snuggie. It's very New York. I do love the Snuggie, but I got it at my um, camp friend's bar mitzvah and his whole family died in a king crash in Costa Rica. Wait, so it's like, did he God die? Died yeah. what? Wait, your friend died? We were like friend, like we were friends. We went to camp, and we also went to my high school. And but the like, snuggie that I got from his bar mitzvah, we're sitting on top of, and I still what use it this in day. Costa Rica? His, he was on a plane, and then the plane crashed. Was it a private jet? It was like twelve people, and then the sister of the prime mm-hmm. minister is that they have in Costa Rica? Prime minister. Who, it was all also it was two Jewish families, and I kind of knew the other Jewish family too. So it's twelve Jewish people on the plane, and they all died. 
And that brings us to our next <laughs> segment. Um, You've got to fly commercial. <laughs> I know I won't fly private after that. Yeah, JetBlue like only. Sorry about your friend. Moving right along. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm liking this part right here. What would you say your favorite part of the episode was, Connor? Okay, I think that it is really beautiful when you see Marnie spend this entire, not beautiful, but it's like just fascinating when she spends this entire episode trying to get this guy back. And then this guy that she doesn't even like, but I think kind of like Jessa, maybe not not dissimilar to Jessa, she was like, felt like she didn't have the power in that situation and she was like disrespected she, by him. Not disrespected, but like he broke up with her. Like mm. it's her, she's the yeah. victim of that. And, and she's so, like, in a place, like, even Hannah says it, like, is not willing to break up with them, yeah. even though she knows she should. And I, yes. And, but then when it becomes out of her control, she, like, goes really hardo to get him back. And then the moment that he does, like, give her loyalty again, she's like, I think we should break up. Fascinating. Fascinating. So funny. He's inside of her. Yeah. And she's like. <laughs> in their canopy bed from Pottery yeah, okay, Barn. Yeah, okay, first of all, she goes to Charlie's no, he house made for that the first. Bed. He bought that from and Pottery Barn. He financed also, it from Pottery poor, Barn. No, he Pottery Barn made it. And Sorry, I'm a Our totally defender. Our thing. It, it, it's not a canopy bed because there's a desk on top of the bed. That You've never seen that before. That apartment is too large to be using space in that way. Like you have. No, that, that, that apartment's so, so tiny. tiny. No, 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 no. I, it's literally a studio. Did you see the little studio? I found a spot for a desk when I was watching the episode. I was like, that's where you can put a desk. <laughs> you know how small desks are? I was like, desks are so tiny. Also, I think what's fascinating when she says, this looks like a Target ad. And I was like, I have to do, let's all do a line reading of this. Because it's like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, I, this is a, so I actually wanted to do this scene as performance art. Like this particular scene. Yeah. Where it's like, I, it doesn't matter that I don't love, it's like, it doesn't matter if I love you or not. I chose you. I decided, Wait, I decided on you, what does that mean? I know. And it's, Okay, no, because there's boys that exist like this that are like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to find like my girl and she's gonna be my girl and doesn't matter like it's just like an idea so he has this idea of his head of this perfect girl and it's the girl he met at Oberlin College or whatever she's With like bangs she has bangs she's stuck we can talk about that in a second and she's important. like wait wait please help me stand with me and blah 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 and he was like this is my girl I will marry this woman. She will raise my children like men are so like that like they find one girl and they're like this is the girl that's mine and then, so he's also like a control freak in the same way Marnie is because Marnie's like wanting him to be his guy, but now she's bored and she's like not able to mourn the fact that like she actually doesn't like this person even if she wants to. And does he love her? Does he love a relationship? She, no, exactly. He is truly in love with her. Well, but that's really only, interesting because remember when she says, uh, he says, you're not in love with me. And then she says, well, are you in love with me? And then he says, it doesn't matter. And it's like, well, what, what's the, what is the answer? No, literally. For the podcasters at home, what's the answer? Well, then that when is, they're actually having intercourse, he's like, I love you. I, I love you. Love intercourse. We've got to keep, not like literally, but like you've got to bring that <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they're scientifically having intercourse. They're on. having intercourse. And he's like, I love you. And he says it twice. And then Marnie then. Right before, like when the cadence is when she should have said it, she smacks her head on top. But he he doesn't just say I love you. He says um he's kind of crazy. Like he's no he, deci not he decided not kind of. Imagine if somebody was like I decided on you. I'm like that technically could be sweet, but it's not. Yeah, it's the same thing as like in the Notebook when Ryan Gosling's like you're my girl, and it's like it's not romantic. It's like not romantic. It's like 
But it's also scary that like the desperation from him when they're having intercourse and he's like, act like my life matters. Don't abandon me. Or like, I forget what exactly his words are, but like const that's the whole. You can't abandon me. My, my father abandoned That is me. not dirty talk. Okay. Yeah. That is, that is um, a to-do list of things. And like, that's not fun. And like, yeah. Imagine having sex with somebody and they're like, my dad ignores me, so I can't have you be that way. And she's like, no problem, no problem. Well, I think, yeah, he's, yeah. he's built this bond and he, she fits such a, I mean, you're such a good point. Such a Texas point for Millie to bring up too, that a guy is just like going to decide on a girl. I think it's in New York. It's usually, I think, especially with college relationships, it's like you can, it's so easy just to like keep yourself in that bubble because you don't. You don't have to. in New York. There's so many options, but if you can right. stay in that one relationship, it's like yeah. people in New York. There's so many times I see this so often. The first people that people date in New York often, there's a good chance they end up dating them for a little bit, just because after that point you realize how many options there are. So yeah. after, if you date someone, the first person you date in New York, there's a high chance you end up dating them for a while. So pick careful as hell for your first time. Everything after that. Go right ahead. I love just this whole scene of Marnie being like, do you want a blowjob? I'll do anything. <laughs> and he, I almost, that was almost my quote was writing down the literal monologue of desperation that this woman gives. <laughs> Please don't break up. I'll kick Hannah out. I'll, <laughs> Hannah will have to move into an unhoused shelter. Like Yeah. It, like she's like literally anything. And then as soon as he's like, okay, she's like, we need to break up. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's so powerful. It's one of the most powerful piece, scenes in cinema that we've seen in decades. Wait, what was your favorite part? When Jess is with the, her ex-boyfriend and they're walking around McCarran Park and it's like, what's the girl's name? It's like a hard G. Jillian. Gillian. Jill- Gillian. I love that. But then they get so horny. But then they somehow transport being so horny and then they transport to Nolita. To f- Wait. The fuck. And oh, it's like, okay. you're coming from you McCarran to Park IMDb, to Nolita. IMDb bloopers. That's far. Be like, this actually, as a New Yorker, doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's 25 minutes. You can't be, <laughs> you're mean. horny for that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, jumping location each other? manager, we saw it, we caught you, and we're, we're calling you out, not calling you in. Wait, so your favorite part is when? The fucking. When Shosha's. Oh. Sorry, intercourse. Shosha's hiding in the closet. Wait, so that is fun. And then she says, you little perv. <laughs> you, you little perv. He does perv. accents. <laughs> you little perv. And she and she is just silent, like she does not have a line in that scene. She just did they like, even pay her for this episode? I know I'm she's like, in. This is the only part she's in. Zoiza did not get a penny. Is she that may- I don't know. I was gonna say I've never heard that said aloud before. Zoiza. Wait, we have to talk now. Zoe. Do they all hate each other? I try to see if they follow each other. And they do all follow each other. The actors? No, no, they still yeah. like each other. No, they're friends. Okay. Wait, wait, why don't you think so, other? though? I don't know. I don't know. Connor, well, take it back. I think, you're always, I I think we always feel like women shouldn't be friends based off and Sex and the City. Yeah, you're right. And that's what I think we're basing this off Sex and the City dynamics. But I think some of them, some of them aren't as close. Like, I, I would bet that they're not actually as close with Allison Williams. as Well, Jessa and... So, and, so Jemima and, and, Jemima and, and Hannah are actually Lena Jemima, are actually really Jemima close. and Hannah so are names. close friends. They were close From friends birth. before the show. Like yeah. they know each other and they are constantly hanging out. Right. And then I think Allison is like in a way that it's like they're not hanging out or texting all the time, but they like are sisters. Yeah. And then Zoiza, I think, is the same thing, but it's like she's much younger. So it's like they're probably not besties, but it's like they love. Like I don't think there's any animosity. They, they still they check up on the group chat. Totally. Yeah. But I don't think they're like constantly going to dinner together. Yeah, I think they're also all playing themselves in the show, which isn't necessarily true for shows like Second the City. Like they're playing versions of themselves, but it's not their full extensions of themselves. But in this show, it feels like 
all the characters and actors are truly the same people. Wait, did I have to ask you and not to bring up Sex in the City because I know that's like probably a rival podcast out there somewhere, but they, no, they can't be. Girls wouldn't exist without Sex in the City, and we respect that. And we wouldn't exist without Sex. They in mentioned the City. in the first episode. I'm a. I Sex in the City is whatever. It's fine. I like it. I like. I love it. I love it. I also am just like this show is so of a different time. Go on, like, go on a subway. No, what we said is like, Sex in the City is two thousands New York City girls. Yeah, Girls is two thousand ten New York City girls. Sure, and it's like, what's gonna be this decade's girls? Who? Because we're the ladies. Well, I. We're the ladies. That's a That's a quote from girls. <laughs> See, can you tell them? No, we're yeah. the ladies. We're the ladies. That's really I'm not, talented. I'm not the ladies. No. I'm not the ladies. We're, we're not the ladies. all the, the ladies. Um, wait, that is really interesting. I don't know. She's because I do think that this, I think that girls represents people that we know so much closer to like how sex in the city represents. But I don't know. But at the same time, girls is about like. No, people, people in the West the right Village person. do. Is that are, still sex in the city? It's still sex in the city. There are still people living in sex in the city, but I think a lot more they're people are living girls because they found out that was an option. They're also later. Yeah. They're older. But I also feel like we're yeah. we're in circles of like broad city, yes. Yeah, I do wonder if my Pilates clients are sex and the city. No, they're definitely they're emulating that. Definitely. I'm gonna ask them to pay forty dollars for a Pilates class. You're sex, but they never city. really work out on that show. Yeah, right. Wait, they're just thin. They just don't eat. And that's bad. But that's they, bad. To be clear, that's bad. It's crazy. Upset. It's crazy because they drink so much. It's like skinny people can't drink that much. Okay, but Sarah Jessica Parker or Kim Cattrall. Who's right? I don't know. I think they all seem like wackadoodles. But I do like Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't know what I'm saying. I, no, I'm, I'm glad that she did a shoe line. She made shoes? She's a whole she, shoe she, line. She owns a lot of businesses. And Christian Davis. This is an opportunity to say that I'm an alcoholic. They say you're interesting, an and she's also sober. Yeah, so I was always like, one time I googled sober celebrities, and I was like, kind of early in my sobriety journey, and I was like, oh, yeah, her. you need people to look up to. So I was looking up to Kristen Davis. Oh, maybe the first, and that's the first time this sense has ever been said Is in America. Is that the Burnett one? Charlotte, yeah, my you're mom, Charlotte. My mom, yeah, absolutely. My mom doesn't <laughs> like for really, sure doesn't really care about um that show, but she did like bring up during Christmas. She's like, you know, Kristen Davis never got married. <laughs> Wait, did she not? I always thought she was married to Matthew Broderick. <laughs> like my mom like grabbed me by the shoulder and was like, she doesn't have kids either. And I was like, what are you trying to say? Okay, I think that you should watch that. You've never watched that show? No, I have, I have. I think that you are more Charlotte than you are anyone on Girls, but I don't mean that in a mean way. No, I agree. Like I'm so, it's because of my religious past in Texas, obviously, that I'm like very like a prude. Yeah. But then also just like the idea of like being like, this is how the world should work. And it's right. like not in line She's with She's extremely it. type A. Yeah. Yeah. But Marty's the same. Which, who you are from Sex and the City? Um, <laughs> I don't really know. I just like, <clears throat> You gotta be Carrie. Like I, nothing about you says Miranda. To me. I don't. No, really that's know what I think I'm a. Carrie I got stuck too. on a train with you one time. I think you're a Carrie. My favorite part of the episode is the opening scene. What an amazing scene of television where Charlie is yelling at Marnie yeah. and Lena's on the couch. Well, Hannah's on the couch and Charlie's like, "Read it." And and Hannah's like, "I really don't think I should. This is between you two. Yeah. And then he's like, "Read it." And so she does, and it's so writer core of her to be like. I don't think they belong together. Marnie needs to get her blah, 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 blah. Like the fact that she would even say that is just like something that like most girls wouldn't do. But Hannah is the type of girl that does. Okay. Would someone, and I get that it's for a book. I hear that it's for a book. I understand that this is whatever. 
Would someone like Hannah write that extensively about another person's life? Someone who's so self-obsessed with her. Okay. Well, as somebody who journals every day, yes. Interesting. I, that was the part where I was like, I think that she would write about herself. Well, not I Marnie. think the only thing a 24-year-old could possibly know enough about to write a whole show about is themselves. So it kind of makes sense that it is that like he it's was able through, to write it's this. It's through the lens of that because it's also like Hannah is in a situationship with some guy. Mm. So she's processing her own thing by yeah. comparing it to like her best friend. And it's like, she's mainly talking about it, how she's annoyed because she has to keep hearing Marnie whine and complain about right. this guy. And Hannah's just like, my friend needs to break up with him, but she won't. Okay. That was scholarly. You're right. That in the context of that, she can't get commitment from this man. (laughs) And then she looks at Marnie complaining that she's too loved. Yeah. By a guy in a band, even though it doesn't make sense, by a guy in a sad band. A sad band is a band. She's suffocated by somebody who's so kind to her. And Hannah's only experiencing men being insane towards her. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. But it's so funny that scene that she really just like says her piece. And then like Charlie's having this like giant emotional freak out. And he's the one that's, like, being the most, like, typically, like, crazy girl in a relationship. Yes. And Hannah's just, like, oh, my Wait, crazy God. girl in the relationship but then turns into crazy guy when it becomes physical? That is a, I'm sorry, that is a straight guy thing. Not to, <laughs> not to build up a t- binary. <laughs> but, like. the coffee table? I have he never. Him. That was he him. Physical. Yes. <laughs> I have never, in a moment of rage. Thrown a coffee table, even if I built it, which I never have done. But like, even if I had built it, I'm not throwing. No, we've it. never punched a hole in the wall. We're not. We've never that. broken. I, I'm like, I have That's a voice. Crazy. I'm gonna use it. Yeah, that was the part where I was like, okay, this is men are men are terrifying. Men are yeah. terrifying. It's just so funny too when Raise at the end voice. they leave and Hannah's like, okay, like I know that was crazy what just happened and you're like going through something, but it's like if it, wait, what does she say? It's like. Can if I it wasn't about no, it's you? like would this be a good like, essay or something? Yeah, that's so yeah, funny. Like, you're so right. Emotions aside, even though you're right on the middle of them, yeah. would this be an amazing essay for my novel? Okay, amazing. I think uh, Marnie's not even mean to her. This entire Marnie, yeah. I believe, in the last episode, I believe Marnie throws a drink on her. Am I wrong? Marnie throws her drink on her and then Jess is like, that was awesome. And that's <laughs> the only time you see anger from Marnie related to this situation directed at Hannah, which is Fascinating. She's like a little bad in this. I think she, she says like uses one it as thing. a weapon to get to make Hannah. Like I feel like she uses it to remember what she says at breakfast. She says, um, "So they're eating breakfast after the girls and um, <laughs> where it says that on the screen, and then they're eating breakfast." Which also that's my list of things that people don't do anymore is eat breakfast together. So they're eating breakfast together, that would and never then happen. I know we would never eat breakfast together. No one's ever eating breakfast together at this table, and she's like. Maybe you can understand because no one's ever loved you this much. Yeah. And that, so she's like, mate, she, this is, she's turned into a weapon. And it's, she's like, I'm going to weaponize this when it comes in handy. This is an episode about Marnie's emotional warfare. She does it to Hannah and she does it to Charlie. She is like manipulating everyone. She's good at it. It's she's, crazy as it's hell. Her, it's her ace in the hole. Oh my God. Look at the time. It's, it's quote o'clock. o'clock. Okay, so this isn't necessarily my favorite quote, but I just feel like we've talked about so many different segments here. I think I would just um, just bring this up. So then, um, so in this scene, it's like Adam's being like, wait, why would you almost fuck your boss? And she's like, I don't know, for the story. 
Every single New York influencer right now is always being like, for the story, for the story, do it for the story, do it for the memoir. And then he does the sexiest callback later when she says, why would I stay or something? He says, I don't know, for the story. No, literally. So hot. If you want, I go crazy for a callback. If you can call back something that I said, I'm like, okay, so you're obsessed with my freaking words. (laughs) No, but it's, I think it's so funny. Doing stuff for the story is such a memento of like, we're trying to have a human existence here and like. We're trying to write a fun little story that, like, and we think, like, when you do something stupid, it builds yourself. I absolutely feel like most people we interact with, they're making bad choices, knowing they're making bad choices. Yeah. But they're like, well, I want to, like, do something and have Mm. some experiences, even if they're negative. I just, like, want to try something, even though it's it's optically and And some people, it's 100% me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. When we were on that train, I was like. Hey, I'll probably get closer to these two people I'm unstuck on this train with. So you got us lost on purpose. Yeah. For the story. Oh for the podcast booking. <laughs> two months ago. I got us lost. Two months ago, we took maybe 20 minutes subway ride, a 60 minute subway ride. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And we were leaving the Lower East Side. Which no, we learned. We did learn a lot about each other. I had such a different perception of Connor before and after the subway ride. You said that I was mean. No, I said no. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mean. I'm anxious. But it reads sometimes as that's when I before I even talked to you, I thought like oh he's scary he's kind of mean but then I got to talk to you and you're like so kind oh my I know. god A- after you went your separate ways it's Evan so... turns to me and was like wait Connor's really nice <laughs> wait that's nice okay like, yeah I but I agree with that people are a New Yorker obsessed with it, it's all about the story it's literally all for the story oh it's the story and then also like I know this is fatal for the plot the, the plot the instru- the person it, it's all the perception everybody wants their life to be a movie they want to make a tiktok clip of it yeah I know I literally think like if I walk into a space and I know there's a photographer there it's like a really different experience than if I walk into a space and there's not a photographer if you tell me <laughs> there's not going to be a photographer on your show then I'm not doing my hair you know what I mean so like absolutely oh I never I like that when you were like we're recording and I was like okay I'm learning so much about myself because I don't care either which I, the thing I is I always bad. dress up super weird for every show yeah it doesn't matter if I'm getting a photo or not everyone if you're if you're still building a brand make it a weird brand because it'll make your life easier later on like it'll be better yeah, I wore I wore a normal outfit and then I took an old woman's set yesterday that's like ruby themed and I put a skirt and a matching jacket over it and just like I had the most fun time and then I did puppetry last night and this like weird set. That is really nice. I'm like, I want to try something weird. Yeah. For for the story. Yeah. <laughs> also don't want this to be like wasted time. Like time without a job is so beautiful if you can like reframe. Okay, so like I <laughs> I love calling reframe it. Like I just read a little life. This is the month. Okay, March 2023. This is the month that I'm gonna feel. And like so like all my downtime. Wait, what's it called? This is the life. month you're gonna feel. Yeah. You the, planned it? I planned it. I was like, <laughs> this is the month I feel. But sometimes when I have downtime, I feel sad. And it's like maybe you can reframe this as to be like the time that you read a little life. And like you're enriching yourself. Yeah, and that's your puppetry. I don't know if I want to oh do it God, again. How's that for TikTok? This is gonna be viral TikTok. This isn't a words. funny TikTok. This is a and this I'll, is advice for your life. Yeah, <laughs> I'll insert. Okay, I've been through shit. I know shit. Read a little life. Okay. My favorite quote is um. So Hannah, of course, you guys remember when she um sexually assaults her boss back, yeah. and is like, I know you want to fuck me. Let's just do it. And he's like, Whoa, no, I just want to grope you constantly. I'm married. Yeah. That's it. That's Wait, what's all the this quote? Is. And so then Hannah is like freaks oh, out and is embarrassed and like, well, she's not even that embarrassed. She's kind of mad. She's like, what do you mean you don't want to like, because Hannah's just like, uh, I think she's dumbfounded by him. 
she's just dumbfounded by him and he is just like dumbfounded by her like she's like let's fuck and he literally is like (laughs) girl don't quit and then she's like i quit i could sue you and he's like you're not gonna sue me like it's just like this whole thing and then she as she's like leaving the office is like someday i'm gonna write an essay about you and i'm not gonna change your name and then you can sue me that is a beautiful button she's a writer she's a writer she's a writer like she as she was experiencing this massive flop she yeah. was like, I'm going to take my power back by one day being a successful writer and writing about you in a bad way. What she says right before that that I also love, she says, I'm so glad you're not my dad or my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so powerful. Um, and then, but my favorite part of that scene is her reaction. So he tries to get her to stay at the job after she extorts him. Literally, extort she's him. like. And then she's like, what? You want me to stay here? Yeah. Like, she's like, are you crazy? I just tried to fuck you and then see you and then extort you. It does remind me in the yeah. notebook. Where this is a notebook podcast now. When remember, it's like a patmo pass. We have limit. no power. Someone tries to build the house, and then he they offer him over his asking price, and he's like, "I don't want a crazy person living in my house." And then do you remember this? <laughs> no. Yes, it's relevant. It's right? relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Okay, good. Okay, mine is like not even related to the plot literally at all. I just think it's like beautiful. <laughs> it's it's not plot o'clock. It's quote o'clock. Guys like that will try anything once. Oh yes. <laughs> and then. Even love, Jessa says that. That's it's so funny. Even love, guys like that will try anything. Lens even say love. That shit all Wait, the time. I'm is, so mean. What is, who does Jessa say that to? To Hannah to, about Adam. Yes, and the love, like what a beautiful. That could have been the title of that for the Jessa's whole show. Jessa's a fucking genius. Guys like that will try anything once. Even love. Damn. It's Damn. so mean, but so correct. I just got chills when you said it. <laughs> and it was like, girl. Where have you been? Where have you been <laughs> at a 24-year walk around saying shit like that with your dangly earrings and the bun on your head? Like, I'm just, just a fast. I love her. The kimono. She's like, I had a lot of time. My dad never took me anywhere, so I spent my time reading. I truly, I think reading Anna St. Vincent Millay autobiographies or something is how she it, it came to exist. Wait, okay. Last segment. That outfit in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. When Marnie goes to Charlie's house, she is fully in four-inch heels and a trench coat. Wait, I almost... Okay. Okay, okay, okay. With with a power pony that's curled. With a power pony. And it's like, girl, what? It's like, was 2012 that Those still happening? Those are fascinating, though, because where is she coming from? Is she still working at... I guess she she's... She's at the art gallery. I guess so. she's coming from the art gallery, but it's still like... Were Are they those really Louboutins? I don't know anything about fashion. I can I swear to God, there's not a 24 year old today going to their art PR job in a trench coat and four inch well, heels. I, like those heels yeah. were tall. I think that the trench coat could exist from a vintage store. I just don't think that Marnie is the girl that would have it. Like, no, in 2012, no people were wearing that. Like that but was she wasn't that going was, to vintage shops. Oh no, no, I think in an art gallery, it's like you're meant to look so like prim and proper. Like especially yeah. in 2012, like it. Right now, like all the art gallery girls are like, like just like they're in like a cute like floral dress, and it's like in sneakers. Yeah. Like, it's more casual now, or like if it is elevated, it's like blazer, and it's they're always tall and skinny. Like she does look like a girl that would work at an art gallery. I like just it's feel like girls today, business casual, they're wearing a nice sneaker. E- or yeah. they were wearing heels. And that's the difference between 2012 and Well, no one's is anyone wearing a four inch heel other than go to like three clubs? I don't even think no. people wear them to the clubs anymore. Like, the no. only people who wear that are, like, people at the Met Gala. Wait, I also love – wait, side note, but this is that scene where she's – well, the whole pearl plot is in his apartment, but where 
he's like, something about you shouldn't come to my house anymore. And she's like, but I love your house. First time she's ever been there. She's been there for 20 minutes, but I love your house. But I love your house. She says it like she's been, she says it in the most matter of fact passing way. And I'm just like, this girl. Have you been to Eavesdrop in Greenpoint? No, what is that? It looks so much like Charlie's apartment. It's like really Maybe it is. Does he live in Greenpoint? No, this is my favorite. No, this is my favorite quote from okay, it. Okay, yeah. My back. favorite quote is where she says, it's hard to get here. And he says, it's not that hard. I just take a bus to a train. And I was like, if you don't live off the L train, I'm not going to see you. And I'm <laughs> oh. sorry. Because you guys oh, kind of wow. live off the L train. That a bus to a train is a long time. Like, that's like a lot of time. Wait, yeah. you guys don't agree with me? Am I crazy? No, no. I yeah. understand what you mean. Like, if you live in like, like people who live in Hell's Kitchen, like we sh- we're not going there. We're not doing that. Oh my god, we had to go to Hell's Kitchen um last week, literally a week ago from yesterday. Took us an hour and fifteen Never minutes go to get alone. home. Oh my god, You're not supposed was, to go there alone. That was hell. They should I think there should be a rebrand out place. I think you should go from Hell's Kitchen just to hell. That's how I feel about that damn place. Wait, I was there last night. <laughs> alone. Wait. I was Where there did alone. You go? I went to a comedy club that I won't name, but it was in Hell's Kitchen. Broadway? No, I'm not gonna name it, but <laughs> it was in Hell's Kitchen. And I was like, I love it here. It's just weird. House Kitchen's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. We love you, CB. There's like nine trains, and somehow <laughs> none of them are the one I want to be on. No, it's so cool how many trains are in New York, and none of them are going where I need to go. No, wait. I I did. I abandoned the ship. Okay, wait. My things that are crazy are well. Okay, they're giant TV. They have this enormous. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Were we the only people in this decade no, that still have do this? Not the screen. And, and I love a TV in a room. I love a TV in a room. They have like a boxy TV that is very fascinating in their apartment. Yeah. Their apartment is very 2012. Totally. Um, eating breakfast together. I already said that. They have, um, okay, breaking down boxes. Hear me oh out. Oh my God. Hear me out. At one point, the boss is like, says something to her about her. She's breaking down boxes. I don't think people are breaking down boxes anymore. I think we're just throwing them in the recycling bin and running away. I don't think people ever were. Yeah. No. Unless no, 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 no. in a corporate the, setting. I always do because <laughs> so right. I'm type A and I want to be able to stack them in the recycling room. Well, if you have a lot, if you're moving me. in somewhere, I'm breaking out a box. Because okay, there's just so many of them. I rip my name off the box and just throw it anywhere. Okay. Well, I think that's actually harder to rip your name box off than reveal. to break it down, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I know I think that was Okay, the one thing I noticed was um in Shoshana's apartment, she has a giant decal on her fridge of the Eiffel Tower. Oh my god. That is so 2012, like city girl. Like it's the idea of like going Wait, to Target before I you move into memory. college. In 2014, my rug in college was a giant rug of one of those red telephone booths from london yeah babe show don't tell wait the rug was a telephone booth <laughs> it was just like from walmart because i wanted to be like i'm international totally and it's like no it's so Philly. like you international go to people I- would have a beige rug you go to ikea <laughs> and it's like they're like do you want this picture of london and you're like yeah this is gonna be the main that thing that sounds like target to me though and it's like babe dream Big. You can go to London. Big. You don't need to just get this rug from Walmart that no, suggests that you know what it is. Like, go there. Big. Was it shaped like a tail? No, it was I a rectangle. Like it's I, so my room in high school was literally just like a London telephone booth 
the Brooklyn Bridge Every, and oh like God. um of course like, like uh yeah Paris. I of course had the Brooklyn Bridge in my bedroom at home every time I've ever bought a shower curtain before I moved to New York I was like should this be a New York shower curtain no like, it should be beige my it should room, all be beige my room theme was city like that's not it should be beige and if this is you I want you to know that one day you're gonna be able to move yeah one day you'll you can actually live in New York or London Paris Maybe Tokyo. You can live here. You might not like it. I think you have totally. to give people a warning because I think people keep coming to New York with such expectations and grandeur. And it's like you, can you have to come to New York with a purpose because if you're moving here just to be here, I think that could be literal hell. Expectations are the enemy of joy. Oh. No expectations. Whoa. Actually, stop the pockets right there. I want to be the last word said. See you next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Okay, and then two things that also don't exist anymore. Um, At one point, Okay, Marnie, when she's like, I'll give you a blowjob, she says, I'll answer your sister's IMs. She, she says oh, that. Yeah. So fu- the way yeah. my brain won't rub- yeah. remember that. She says, I'll answer your sister's IMs. And I was like, even in 2012, that feels crazy. Like, I don't know. It's like, who are you pretending? Yeah, I don't know that. Ex- and then at one point, someone says, Kinko's. Yeah. Oh, He's like, I assure you, I told yeah. about a small press. I just go to Kinko's. I can't do press. At the end, when um, Hannah's like, being mean to Adam to get him to come. And she's like, I want money for a cab. It's like, nobody would say that anymore. I would be Ubers. Yeah. So it's like, I want money for a cab. Was Uber not happening in 2012? I think it wasn't real enough yet. No, I, I um, you know, I was a freshman in high school and I don't think we had Uber. Do we have anything else? Well, I think this was a, a really great episode. Season I do one bad. Is, you no. killed that. You're so you smart. You made us it. look really smart. We're going to have so many academic, like people are going to do essays on us at NYU. No, people, oh, we actually are, we're getting interviewed for this podcast from an NYU student. Which it's like, I've always <laughs> dreamed of being in the school paper at NYU without actually having to go there. And now it's happening. It's like, girls can do anything. I'm it, so excited to update. There is going to be a 17-year-old out there that didn't get into NYU and is like, okay, but I'm hearing other options. I'm hearing, yeah. <laughs> I'm, hearing I'm actually here for the marathon on the sprint. If yeah. you're going to NYU, you're here for the sprint. You don't need to be in student debt. You just need to make One a 19-year-old happy. Yeah. That's it. Okay, but Connor, thank you so much for being on. Wait, thank you so much for having me to best. your house. And if this episode <laughs> seemed choppy, there was just a lot we had to cut for legal reasons, and that's no worries at all. Connor, if people were pilled on you and wanted to learn more, where could they find you? Okay, um, listen to Boys Club. Um, it is a podcast that I love with my co-host, Nico Carney, who I also love. And then you can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda, C-O-N-O-R-J-A-N-D-A. It's like Panda with a J. Wow. Otherwise, y'all, we'll see you next week. Um, Once again, please, if you haven't already, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple. It's so important in these early days that we get those please reviews Please rate up. us. Bye, everybody. <laughs>